and excitement. And uh, so good and good to be back on Wednesday night. Amen. We're going to uh, go through some Bible study and then uh, we'll have a uh, business meeting. And uh, But above all that, we're going to have a good time in the Lord tonight. Amen. 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 We're gathered here, so we just well just get in the realm of the Holy Spirit and just enjoy this night. Amen. Amen. Nice and cool in here. And uh, I've got me almost a new podium up here. And, uh, David <laughs> it up. I want to say uh, right quick, Sister Robin has made these posters. If anybody wants to take some, I think you should probably talk to Robin. There's some back there. Some. And if you'll help, help us put these out and get the word out, because this is a night that I'm believing we're going to remember for a long time. Amen. 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 Well, I think it's wherever. Amen. And so we just want to keep up 
keep uh, keep a hold of that and grab a hold of the plow and hang on to it. And uh, so also let me say this, and, and we'll have prayer and uh, get into the study. And I, I feel led to say this uh, of the Spirit. And uh, I've been praying, and I don't know how to say it, but just to open my mouth and let the Lord speak. And there's been several that's asked me about some things that, that were said Sunday during the preaching. Now, I, I kind of smile because a lot of folks don't understand, and the preachers here understand this, and, and the singers know this. When, when you get up in the, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I mean you step in His power, you, you're not yourself. Right? You're not your own. You are governed by the Holy Spirit and everything that is said and done. That's right. And so, uh, and, and so they were something, and I'm not going to say it, they're not here tonight, but they, uh, during the message, there were some things that I saw in the Spirit that just troubled me and shook me. I hadn't seen for a long time. And, and I tell you what, this is no time to be smirking at the Word of God and laughing in arrogance. That's right. You know, that message Sunday Amen. that the Lord gave, if you saved and born again, I don't see how you could keep from loving it. Amen. Amen. Lord, when I think about that in the 14th chapter of Revelation, which goes right with Revelation 19, when God tells His Son to, it's time to thrust in the sickle yeah. and gather the harvest of the earth. You know, those that will be here at that time, it, uh, let me say it this way, won't be the church. Amen. Amen. We won't be here. We'll be gone. Yeah. Amen. And so, you know, I praise God for that, that I'm not here. But I want folks to understand that we are in such a surreal time right now. Yeah. It is unreal. And now we're being thrusted back into this whole thing we went through last year. And I don't know what it's going to do to get people shook and woke up. But all I can do is preach the gospel. All I can do is, is, is preach it in the power and the conviction. But people better wake up and understand what we're facing right now. Yeah. is a battle, and it's much much greater than the one we faced last year. Right. Amen. And Amen. so we, we've got to get in this thing and get hooked up to God. And uh, now I was troubled Sunday. And I didn't, I'm not angry. I'm not the type to get angry. Uh, now, there might be some righteous indignation, but I'm not going to get angry in the flesh. It breaks my heart because I feel sorry for folks like that Amen. that don't understand. But I, I was talking to Diane a while ago, and we were talking, you know, I, I know well enough to know you. all we see is the outward appearance. Right. And you can laugh in the face of God, and you can talk about the preacher and the message. And you're not talking about me or, or what I say. You, it's just like the children of Israel came against Moses. God told Moses, they're not coming against you. They're coming against me. Yeah. And Amen. so I know that well enough to know. But people can put a pretty good show on outside. Right. But people like that can go behind closed doors and they can be so broken hearted <coughs> and so <coughs> terrified and tore all to pieces. And so I know that well enough to know. And all you can do is put it into the hands of God. Amen. But I, I want people to know, and you folks know this, surely by now, that I think this is very serious. And it's time for the people of God to either get in or not get in. That's right. Amen. And uh, this is no time to be in one minute and out the next. This is the time to make up our minds. Lord, we're in all the way. We're going to count the cost. We're going to take up our cross daily. No matter who comes against us, no matter what comes against us, our family may come against us, our close friends may come against us, but that's part of that cross we're going to take up daily and follow Him, and we're going to keep walking with Jesus, walking in the Spirit, and walking Amen. by faith. Amen. 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 Am
really don't know. I've been praying. I've been hearing more from the Lord in the last few weeks than I have in several months. And so I'm praying earnestly for the Lord to guide us and direct us in the days to come because we're going to need it. Amen. Need right. it. And so we need to, on an individual basis, make up our mind. And we can't just live this life on Sundays. Amen. It's got to be seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We've got to take this thing. <coughs> and some of the people, you know, they've got the mindset, well, if I live a Christian life, it's going to be boring and I'm not going to have no fun. I mean, that's the lie of the devil. I, I have had more fun since I've been saved than I ever did my whole life. Amen. I, I tell you, I, I, it, there's a joy that comes with serving the Lord. That's right. And that yes. joy just, I mean, it does something to you. <laughs> it starts on the inside and it works its way to the outside. Yep. And, so, and, and furthermore, that joy, joy is not just something you get of anything in this world. Yeah. People have to understand joy is supernatural. Joy is divine. It's different than happiness. Joy is something that comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so not only that, but the Bible tells me that that joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And so, you know, if we don't get hooked up to this thing and start praying for more power than we've ever known, we're going to see more and more that's going to just fall out. And I hate it for them. I really do. But we've got to keep on pressing. And above all, not going to just run away over here tonight. There's pastors. There's evangelists, there's preachers, and especially, I'm talking about these folks especially, need to pray for a holy boldness like never before. Amen. Because Amen. we're living in such a sensitized culture where it don't take nothing for people to get offended. Amen. I mean, people get mad over anything. Amen. It doesn't matter. And so today we've just got to man up, turn up, hurry up, get stirred up. And let's get on fire for the Lord. Let's get strengthened in the Lord. Amen. 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 And as far as me, God didn't call me to tear people down. That's not my ministry, and I'll never do that as long as I live. I, I just happen to love people so much that I want to tell them the truth. And people more today need to know what's coming upon this earth. Right. The things that are coming. And we need to get prepared. And I, I praise right. God for grace you that we have a group of people that understands the things that we are facing right now. It's unreal. It's beyond the pale. And so things are right now in my mind, I can see, are being set up for the great tribulation. Yeah. That's how yeah. close we are to yeah. the trumpet of God. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you tonight, uh, we didn't say it Sunday, but it crossed my mind. If you want to know, you know, I always wondered, you know, surely the people, of, especially America, wouldn't bow down to an antichrist when he comes on the scene. But, when, you know, a lot of things were exposed last year. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You saw how easy it'd be to bow to the powers of the antichrist, which, yeah. by the way, we are facing right now the spirit of the antichrist. Yeah. And John said in 1 John that there are today many antichrists. Yeah. And so we've got to stay hooked up, study up, pray up, and uh, and Jesus is coming soon. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
I'm not pregnant, but I'm not going to be mad if somebody does, so don't get mad at me about that. Exactly. Uh, I just have to know enough about it, and it's not by the world's revelation, it's divine revelation. And, and you can preach these things till the sun comes up or goes down, and you know what will happen? People go right back out to the doors. You can preach in the power of God unlike anything you've ever seen, and people go right back out and do what they want to do. Amen. Amen. So my job is to just preach the Word of God. And uh, and so I, I'm going to continue to do that, and I'm going to continue to love people enough to tell them the truth because I don't want nobody's blood on my hands when I stand before the Lord. Amen. He's called us to be watchmen, to stand upon the wall and sound the alarm, the trumpet. Let me read this to you tonight, and uh, and then we'll get into Bible study. I don't know this just coming to me, and I will read this because there, there we talked about some of the two phases to the Lord's return. There's the rapture of the church, and that's the first phase. That's a meeting in the act. We're going that the sound of the trumpet, the voice of the archangel, and the Lord's going to send forth a shout of victory, and the blood born again rising up to meet the Lord in the act. And forever we shall be with him. And then so the, the second phase is the Lord's return all the way back to this earth. The rapture of the church is when we meet him in the air. But the second coming is when he's coming all the way back to this earth. And the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 14 that his feet are going to set down right where he went up from. The mountain of Hallelujah. And so when he comes back, he's coming back, but he's not coming back as a God of grace or mercy. He's coming back as the God of wrath and judgment. This is the age of grace. Now, this is the time when God's grace is being poured out. That's why I'm so passionate. I don't want anybody to be here during the great tribulation. And so what? And so a lot of people get their signs mixed up of what the signs for the rapture or the signs for the great tribulation or the signs of the second coming. The rapture is we go to meet the Lord in the air. The second coming is when he comes all the way back to this earth. And we're coming back with him. And then he's going to set up his kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. And so, uh, you know, there's no sign really given for the rapture. Nope. No sign. And so it can happen any moment. Yes, sir. But when you go to Matthew 24, Jesus said, Take heed that no man deceive you, which we know tonight that Satan's greatest weapon is deception. Yep, yep. And so he's talking about it during the great tribulation before Jesus comes back. He said, Take heed that no man deceive you, which you see right now. There's a lot of deceivers, and there's a lot of deception. And there's a lot of people putting their faith in the CDC. We've said it over and over. They're putting their faith in the World Health Organization. People putting their faith in doctors and all these things. But I'm sorry if it makes people upset. You don't trust them things if that's what you want to do. And I believe in good doctors. I believe God anoints good doctors. But at the end of the day, I'm trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I think I'll follow his voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And he said, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and, uh, and shall deceive many, which it will be the power of the Antichrist. And so, you know, it, it, and this is speaking of the time, really, right before the Great Tribulation, but it's certainly after uh, the rapture of the church, and when the Antichrist rises up, which in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us that when the church is raptured up, 
Then will the Antichrist rise up, but the church will be gone. But during that time, God's going to pour out a strong delusion. Now, am I crazy, or has anybody else seen that same thing, even right now, being started? Amen. People right. are being Amen. delusioned. They're, you know, when you say, drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> God's going to pour out a strong delusion where people will, would rather believe a lie than they would the truth. Yeah. And we're seeing that. I'm not, I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so, Amen. Jesus said, they'll be saying, coming, I am the Christ that shall deceive me, and you shall hear wars and rumors of wars, which we've seen that ever since the beginning of time, but they're going to be accelerated during the Great Tribulation. I mean, there'll be nothing but war. It's part of the second seal judgment that's opened up. And so when war comes, there's, of course, bloodshed, and when, every time there's war, what follows after war? Famine. And so when, when it comes, you know, the Bible says uh, wheat for Darius, which you go back, uh, Darius was a penny, which in the Bible days was a day's wages. And so we're going to come and they're going to come in, into a time which we're heading there now with inflation and everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, Scripture has to be fulfilled. That's right. So I'm just believing, I really believe this, that we're in the place now where Scripture has to be fulfilled. Yeah. And so, you know, but that don't mean we stop praying for God to intervene. Right. Because we do. We pray for His grace to be poured out on our loved ones that are not saved and that will be left here. And so, you know, that means that a loaf of bread is going to cost you a day's wage. Yep. And you think about that. I'm not telling you, this is fact. God's word. That's right. Yes. So, you know, you make $60 or $70 a day or whatever you make a day. That's how much a loaf of bread is going to cost you. Now, see, aren't you glad you won't be here during that time? Amen. 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 It's going to be terrible. And so Jesus said, you hear war, Ruth, see that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. So what's the end? The end will be the second coming of Jesus Christ. For nations shall rise against nations. We're seeing that starting to accelerate now. I'm just going through this because I want you to see the sincerity and the severity of the times we're in now. Yes, sir. That this is the time now to lock and get yoked up with the Holy Spirit. Right. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences. Now, I looked up that word last year, pestilence. You know what it is? In the Greek, it means a viral infection. Well, oh. And earthquakes in diverse places. You're not hearing much of this on the news because everything else, the news has been overloaded with everything else, but there's earthquakes and natural disasters and things happening all over right now yeah. that you don't hear about. We, we're people's... Look out, we see how the air is all hazy and fogged up. And we talked about it all the way over here tonight. I told Jessica, I said, you know, it's going to be the exact same way in the Great Tribulation when the sun turns, the, the moon turns red, and all that's the dust particles from meteorites and falling stars falling to this earth that God's going to allow to happen. And when you think about you think about the meteorite that the Bible talks about the size of a mountain that falls into the ocean. And the ripple effect that it's going to cause, and, and the things that will be volcanic eruptions that will take place because the, the foundations of the earth are going to be shaken. 
And we're not talking about something, some kind of fault or that. We're talking about the hand of God is doing this. And so you think about how it's going to erupt volcanoes shooting up in the air and the particles filling the air. And it's going to look hazy just like it is now. I mean, if I don't want, I don't need to just be crazy. Amen. I don't know. Well, I know that. I know that. But I do know enough of the Word of God to know what's upon us. Amen. And I want the people to know. And I want the people to understand I'm not insane. I might just be more sane than a lot of people might think. <laughs> Hallelujah. Earthquakes and diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Amen. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. That talks about the midpoint of the tribulation. It talks about those that will be saved during the great tribulation. Which there will be some that will be saved because of the preaching of the 145 Jewish evangelists that God has marked 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes. There's the two witnesses that will be preaching and they won't be taken out till God's done with them. And then there's the angel that's preaching the everlasting gospel. And, and so there'll be folks that'll be saved, but it's going to be hard. It, there'll be a that strong delusion. That's why a man told me one time, he was laughing like that. He said, well, I'll just wait for the great tribulation. I said, I said, listen, if you ain't got the guts and the boldest to step out now and accept the Lord as your Savior, what makes you think you're going to do it during the great tribulation? Amen. I mean, it, it'll cost you everything because you're going to be under the dominion of the Antichrist if you're left here. And so, and, and Jesus said, then shall they deliver you up, be afflicted, and then shall many be offended. <laughs> You know, what, what is it they call snowflakes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. Which I don't know. I'm sure several knows it here. But, you know, there were churches around here that was turning us in last year. Yeah. yeah. For yes. having church. Yes. For having church. Yeah. So there'll be people betraying one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise, which I see them on TV the other night, to a three that was on their feet. Oh, everything's all right. Everything's going to be fine. You know, if they did the same thing in Jeremiah's day, and Isaiah's day, and Ezekiel's day, they would get up and prophesy while God raised up these prophets like <coughs> Jeremiah to tear down, to root out, pull down, throw down, build, and plant. But he had to go up against the false prophets because there were false prophets saying, it's okay, everything's going to be all right, and God will bless you again. Well, no, it wasn't. That wasn't the message that God was bringing. Yeah. It was a message of judgment that was coming. And so you've got these false preachers that's preaching that everything will be fine. And, and I just, uh, you know, they don't read the same Bible I read. Yeah, that's right. Amen. And so many false prophets will rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I could, I, I'm sure you tell, say the same thing. I don't know how many people I've come across in the last year, year and a half, people that may act like they really loved me, you know, before last year and loved to be around me. And now I go to them and do work at their house. Well, they don't have nothing to do with me. They don't want to talk to me. They don't want to talk about the Lord, which anybody's around me. I, you know, I mean, if they call me to come and spray the house, they just well get ready to talk about the Lord. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to come and spray bugs and talk about the Lord. Amen. Amen. I get her love. <laughs> and so people don't want to hear that no more. It's amazing. 
It's amazing to me how some people are. And it makes you feel guilty. Yeah. I hope it does. I hope it convicts. Yeah. And not in a way that that I you know look like I'm trying to dominate somebody. I, I want people to get convicted and get stirred up. We get ready to take a flight up out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I never get to be so fine when they talk about it a little bit. But anyway, you know what Jesus said? Because iniquity shall abound. Iniquity is lawlessness. Today anything goes. Look at this country and the ruin of this country. When you got when you lock up people for, you know, doing saying something wrong. But yet you got people out here burning cities down and burning people's businesses down and people's homes down and breaking yeah. into homes and looting and rioting yeah. and they won't do one thing about it. Yeah. No. Something's wrong. Yeah. And so Amen. I'm just wondering when, when, you know, I don't hear we know this, but I'm just wondering when is the church going to be so stirred up enough to say enough is enough. We're coming out of the corner and we're going to fight this good fight of faith. We're going to defend the faith and we're going to fight with the Lord is on our side. Amen. And he's going to fight for us. But I'm not talking about fighting in a violent way. I'm talking about fighting and defending for the gospel. But you know, I'm fighting for my children. Right. Amen. I'm fighting for homes and I'm fighting for your children and grandchildren. Because I I mean, you know, Satan knows me well enough to know, you know, uh, I, it'll be a cold day in hell before I give up fighting for your grandchildren, your children, because I don't want Satan to have. Amen. shall be saved. So when the Lord returns in his second coming, those who've endured through the great tribulation that was truly saved and fell in love with the Lord as long as they hold fast and endure, <coughs> which they will, according to the word of God, they'll be delivered Amen. by the Lord's second coming. Yes. And this gospel, this is what I love about it, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. Amen. Amen. I said, shall be preached. Amen. Ain't no government on the face of this planet can stop it. Amen. Right. Ain't no president in this country that can stop it. Come on. This right. gospel shall be preached. Amen. 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 In all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Yes, Hallelujah. The second coming of Jesus Christ. Let, let me turn over to Luke 21. I, I, well, I don't make no apologies, but I, I can't get away from it. I want people to see the severity of the time we're in. In Luke 21, he, he begins to talk about it. It's the same thing, but Luke says a couple of things different. And he goes over in verse 25, and Jesus, he, he's talking about, Jesus is speaking about when he returns to this earth in his second coming. Right. And Jesus said, he said, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations. And upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. That means, what that means in the Greek is problems with no solutions. Amen. <laughs> I mean, have you not seen that yeah. in the last year? Well, people don't understand yeah. what's going on. There's problems with no solutions. This with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring because God's going to use those elements 
to bring his wrath and judgment upon this earth. And then he said, men's hearts failing them for fear. Yeah. That's today. Well, yes, sir. Amen. I mean, if, if, the, if the Bible not true or, or Amen. what? Amen. Men's hearts failing them for fear, meaning they have no courage. Their, their heart has failed them. There's no courage. They have they have no unction in them to, to continue steadfastly in the faith that they were once grounded in. And their hearts are failing them because of fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, meaning the expectation that they're having. And I've seen people, they so scared to death. And I'm telling you, I hear that, uh, I think David's wearing that shirt, faith over fear. Is that right, David? Now, I like that much as anybody, but I've had some people, and I know Bailey where she stands, but I've had some people I knew where they stood, and it was it, all it was was a mere good statement to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because faith and fear don't go together. Right. Either you got faith or you got fear. You don't have both. Fear is an evil spirit that comes from the devil. And that's how he gets you bound up and wrapped up and chained up when he knows if he can get you through fear, He's got you. Right. Amen. 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 If, if he gets you by fear, that means you, your faith is not in the Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, I've had people say faith over fear, and I knew they were scared to death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so something wrong, but then you start talking about it, they get mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that's uh, Amen. talking to you? Maybe I'm the only one that goes on with you. But you know, it's 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 to me it's simple. We walk by faith and not by sight. Everything you see here with the natural eye is temporary. It's not here forever. Right. But they that do the will of God shall abide forever. And so the things that are not seen, we 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 hold on to those things by faith. Faith rests on a foundation. Amen. And faith Amen. is taking God at his word. And sure, I may get sick. I might get sick tonight and leave here. I don't know what God's plan is for me. Whatever it is, it, he, he'll have a purpose for it, and he'll accomplish that purpose through it. But, you know, if we think we're going to go through his life without a little sniffle and cough, and I mean, I feel like I'm going right back through last year, the same thing again. Yeah. And so, you know, we and I don't feel like we ought to do that because last year the Lord gave us enough. Amen. To understand where that we ought to be at today. Amen. And we Amen. stood the test. We stood the storm. And now another one's proven. You know what? We're going to look the devil straight in the eyes. And in the name of Jesus and under the authority of heaven and through the power of the blood that was shed to save us and deliver us from a devil's hell and from our sin, we're going to rise up and look at the devil this time around. And we're going to say, Satan, it might be round two. But God's going to bring us through again. Amen. Get to Ephesians that I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. Hallelujah. <laughs> For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And that word cloud there is not necessarily talking about a cloud like we see in the sky, but that's a word that's used for people. That's talking about the saints of God. Because those that were raptured out. The, the saint and dead that came out of the graves and they went to rise up to meet the Lord 
there and then those of us that were here and alive remained. We were caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air and then we went with Jesus uh, and we went before the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, hallelujah. We, we, we said goodbye to this old body. We said goodbye to this old frail bones and the, the, our infirmities and every trouble, every trial. We said goodbye to it. We received a glorified body, a brand new body, hallelujah, that doesn't know what suffering is, doesn't know what HR, doesn't know what pain. My Lord, somebody ought to yeah. shout tonight, yeah. hallelujah. And we receive that glorified body and we, we're up in, in the heavens in that celestial city with Jesus and all the saints glory to God yeah. and we're there praising him and, and the great thing about it, when we get through the gate, God's going to lock the door and Satan can't get in. But John answered that question perfectly when he said, we don't know what we shall be like when he shall appear, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like the glorified Christ when he was raised up from the dead. What am I saying? I'm saying we're going to share in his resurrection. Amen. Praising the Lord, there'll be no discord because the devil's not there to 
sow it. We're going to be together in unison and one, and we're going to be worshiping the Lamb of God, the one who was slain that made it all possible. Hallelujah. We're going to bow at his feet. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go up, we're going to go up and we're going to, we're going, Jesus is going to take us before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul said we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Somebody said, well, when will that be? It'll be the moment we're raptured out. Somebody said, well, won't that take a long time? You know, in the mind of God, time is nothing. Amen. And so, you know, we're going to go before him. We're not going to be judged by our sin because that was took care of when Jesus saved us and put us under the blood of the Lamb. That's but right. we're going to be judged according to our works and how we lived our life here. And, and they'll be tried just like wood, hay, and stubble. Some will burn up like wood, hay, and stubble works. Uh, and, but some will but go through the fire. And that's how God's going to try it, by fire. Fire is a symbol of judgment and, and purification. And so it's it just it, Jesus is going to try those works by fire. Yes. Some's works will will go through will, will go through be purified like silver and gold, and then some works will be burned up like wood, hay, and stubble, and they'll suffer loss of reward. And so, you know, some people say, "Well, what does that matter as long as I make it?" Well, I tell you what matters. Because the Bible says in Revelation 4 and 5, we're going to stand before Jesus and we're going to cast our crowns at his feet. You know what crowns are? Rewards that Amen. we receive. Right. So you stand there before the Lord Jesus Christ and all his holiness. And I know right now our infinite minds, we can't conceive that because we're just in the natural. But when you stand there that day before a pure, a holy, and a righteous Jesus, and we're standing there before him, and we have nothing to show <laughs> for this life we live. We have nothing to place before his feet. Ain't that a shame? And you know what? We may have that mind so long as I make it to heaven. Well, let me tell you something. Eternity will be a long time to be ashamed to stand before Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so well, I don't think that will be. Well, you know, it may not be. I'm just saying it would be a total shame to stand there before him and not have nothing yeah. to show for this life yeah. Yeah. that we lived here. And, and we're going to stand there, then we're going to enjoy the heavens, and meanwhile on this earth, literally, all of hell is going to break loose, <laughs> and there'll be nobody, nothing anybody can do to control it. It's the hand of God's judgment upon this earth because those left behind rejected Christ and his love and his salvation. Hallelujah. And so then all of a sudden, Revelation 19 says that the marriage of the Lamb has come. Amen. Uh -huh. And her bride, his bride has made, I said, made herself ready. That's right. Amen. She's made herself ready. That's right. Glory to God. How? She's been clothed with a garment, a wedding garment. It's a white, pure robe. Somebody said, well, what is it? It's the righteousness of the saints. It's the righteousness of Christ that we've been clothed with. And that's the only kind of wedding garment you can enter into this wedding feast with. Amen. 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 Jesus said one time he didn't have his wedding garment on and they took him out 
and they bound him up and they casted him into a place where there's outer darkness yeah. and weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth right. where the fire never is quenched. Uh, he was sent to hell. You can't get into heaven as Brother Andrew said it wonderfully the other night on the coattails of mom and daddy, on the coattails of grandmama and grandpa. Yeah. You can't get on the coattails of the yeah. preacher or the pastor. You've got to have your own wedding garden. But here's the good news. Yeah. Jesus has got it for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And it's his garden. Praise the Lord. And then all of a sudden, the skies open up. And here come that big white horse. Amen. Oh, glory to God. But what I like about it, when he comes back with the in the with the clouds, behold, he cometh with clouds. That's the saints of God. We're going to mount up with him. We're going to, I never rode a horse a day in my life. <laughs> but on that day, he's going to set me on one, Brother Tony. And he's going to be leading the charge. Hallelujah. And it's going to be, when he leads the charge, he's leading because he's the captain of our salvation. He's going to be leading the charge. And while there's perplexity among the nations here on this earth, and the armies of this world are gathered, I'm talking about the Chinese army. You know, John said he saw a 200 million man army. Do you realize, and I really believe that's the Chinese army. They almost right now, if not already, almost up to a 200 million man army. You think about that. Russia is going to come. You can read about it in Ezekiel. Russia is going to come forth with their mighty army. The Iraq, which is the ancient Babylon. You wonder why there's so many problems in the Middle East and around Iraq. That's old ancient Babylon. Amen. And so they're cursed. They're going to come bring their mighty army. I don't know if America will still be here at that time or not because I don't know God's plans. He's not mentioned in the Bible. But I'll tell you, if she is, the armies of America will be gathered. And God's going to put it in their mind to come to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And he's going to dry up the Euphrates River so that they can cross over. They're going to be thinking, well, we're doing something mighty. We're making it. We're going to accomplish. We're going to finally take uh, dominion of the whole world. And while they're gathered in the valley, here comes a mighty army out of the heavens. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a, a stampede of white horses that's coming. Hallelujah. And Jesus is on that first white horse. And he's coming, marching, glory to God, back to this earth. And the Bible says, every eye shall see him. Yeah. Even Amen. them that pierced him. And yeah. the reason why that the John said in Revelation 1, that when they see him, they're going to wail. It's because he's not coming back as a meek and lowly babe in a manger. He's not coming back this time to die on the cross. He's not coming back this time to be raised up out of the tomb. But he's coming back with judgment. Yes, he is. Amen. Yes. Amen. And he's going to set his feet down by the lawless. Now, one of the main reasons for the great tribulation is to bring Israel back to him. Amen. Back to God. Yeah, right. And so that's the main reason. But when he Jesus comes back, there'll be no doubt uh, who it is because he's going to have on his thigh a name written. Yeah. King yeah. of kings. Yeah. Lord yeah. of lords. Yeah. Hallelujah. Not too long, so that's and at that moment, we're going to crown him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Amen. And that vesture that he has on will be a vesture that's been dipped in blood. 
And it's going to be, it's going to be the proof that it was his blood what is, what that was shed to redeem sinful man. That he is the Savior. He's the Redeemer. Hallelujah. And at that moment, he's going to be the king over the glory. Yes. And Amen. every army that's in that valley, the Bible says Jesus is going to destroy them by the sword of his mouth. It'll be the greatest bloodshed, the greatest slaughter in the history of mankind. So much so blood will be flowing through the streets of Jerusalem. It'll be flowing up to the bridles of the horses. Uh, hallelujah. And then that's when God's going to call in the buzzards. Amen. 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 Eat the carcass. Because the Antichrist, his 
His rule and reign is he's going to be able to know where each and every single person is and what they're doing at all times. Which right now, 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 now. Which right now, they can pinpoint right down out of the satellites in space and they can pinpoint right down in here and see what every single person is doing tonight. Yeah. And I hope they're listening in really good. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> That's 666, would that be like maybe a tattoo or something well, on your hand where you'd have to your, show it when you got something, you know? Hand, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, and what I believe it'll be yeah. is like a prefix, like a phone number. Okay. 666-1234 uh, whatever, yeah. and everybody will have a, uh, a number. Okay. But 666 will be attached to it. Okay. Whatever it is. But anybody that takes it has sealed their fate. Do Revelation 14 says that uh, everyone takes the mark of the beast, the smoke of their torment will rise up forever and forever. Amen. And so, and that's why the folks saved during the Great Tribulation will, uh, you know, they'll a lot of folks won't take it, and they'll be martyred, they'll be killed, yeah. and those are the ones that's under the altar that John saw that's crying out, saying, Lord, how long? With, uh, before you take vengeance out on their blood, their blood will be crying up from the ground. The Antichrist will enforce that they be killed and slaughtered and murdered, beheaded or tortured or whatever because they turn to Jesus instead of the Antichrist. And people today have to remember and talk about the Antichrist. And I've always tried to remember this, even in, I mean, in my Christian life and preaching. Satan, his main objective is to be a counterfeit. Yeah. So Satan has the power, and I mean, we may go through this sometime a little bit deeper, but there's a place during, uh, towards the end of the Great Tribulation where the Antichrist is, is uh, assassinated, and he's shot in the head, and everybody sees him laying there dead, but Satan has miracle-working power, too. Right. He is a counterfeit to everything that is Jesus, yeah. and that's why the Antichrist is called the Antichrist. He is everything. He looks like Christ. He acts like Christ, but his motives are different. And so he'll be raised up by the power of Satan during the during the Great Tribulation. And people say it, we'll see it, and they'll say, This must be Christ, Jesus, because he's got this miracle working power. But that goes back to Second Thessalonians chapter two. God's going to pull that strong delusion out. Yeah. And people would rather people believe lying wonders. People believe today lying wonders and miracles, lying miracles, false miracles. Yeah. How many people in the church has been duped by these things? That's, right. That's why it's vital. Let me say this to everybody here tonight in this hour that we're living in, which I believe is the final hour, which I'm, I'm not talking about an hour as a time or day. I'm talking about this is appointed time, the final hour for the church. We're, we're almost, I'd say it's between 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock. Amen. <laughs> and so the church needs to wake up. And today, more than ever, the church needs to be praying for the spirit of discernment. That's right. Oh, yes. To know That's what right. is right. That's why John said, First John, brother, believe not every spirit that comes along, but try the spirits to see whether they be of God. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Because something can look good and taste good and smell good, but eventually it starts getting exposed when you start. Put the light on. Amen. The cure will make you sick. That's right. You're right. So you're saying the Holy Spirit will be for the Great Tribulation thing? Well, some say, uh, I believe it'll be taken out of the way. That's 
That's where the second Thessalonians too. A lot of people think that talking about the church that when the Paul said that he'll be taken out of the way, yeah. but the church has never been referred to as he in the Bible. We're a sheep. We're a bride. Right. So the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the way. That's why it's going to be hard to be saved. Right. Very few will be saved during that time. Well, during that time, you know about the death sentence. Yeah. I do what now? You During that period of time, you know accepting God is a death sentence. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You've sealed your faith if you yeah. surrender to Christ. <coughs> Mark of the Beast is blaspheming the Holy Spirit if you take it. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's, it's going against God and His program and every way. So, like you preached on the radio <coughs> Yeah. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit at the death sentence. That's right. Same thing if you take Mark. <laughs> well, you know, he's sitting up now. <coughs> the Roman Catholic, they, they tell, I seen it, read about it just the other day. The Roman Catholic has it sitting on enough money now to build America out so many times over. And, and a lot of people go, and I believe this, the Roman Catholic's going to play a big part in the Great Tribulation. And so will the Pope. And because in that area is where, uh, is where a lot of that's going to take place. And all of this that's going to take place it's going to be in the Middle East part of the world. Right. And so, you know, I've always said I'd love to take a trip to Holy Land someday. <coughs> but the more I get to think about it, the more I, I say, I am one of these days. <laughs> I'm coming back with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You get a good tour then. Yeah, right. You get there. There won't be that group. It'll be a yeah. new group. Come on. And so the armies were three men called in before White House, closed the fire room, wiped it clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. This is the battle of Armageddon. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So there'll be no doubt who this man is. And, and John said, I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice. It, it, it saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, these are the vultures. Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. So, you know, tonight we have a choice whether we take part in the marriage supper of the Lamb or we take part in the supper of the great God. The vultures are going to come in and eat the dead carcass that Jesus has came and slaughtered. Now, you tell some sensitive people, they are, I don't believe Jesus did something like Just stand back and watch one because <laughs> I believe the Bible yeah. Amen. that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains the flesh of mighty men so it ain't going to matter the high up in society the mighty most noble men on the earth the mighty kings and presidents and leaders on the earth it ain't going to matter There's, there is a great payday coming someday Amen. and there is a great consequence for, for turning your back on Jesus and a great consequence in rejecting God's Son, Jesus. That's, right. That's why today is the dispensation of the age of grace. Right now. Yes. One day, grace will be over. Today, you can meet the God of grace. Amen. Tomorrow, you'll meet the God of judgment. That's right. Today, you'll meet the, the Lamb of God. And tomorrow, you'll meet the Lamb of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm glad I bowed on this side. That's Amen. Right. Uh -huh. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he said, 
the flesh of the mighty men, flesh of horses, and of them that sat on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, that's Antichrist, and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse, which was Jesus, and against his army, which is us. And so the Bible says, and the beast was taken. The Antichrist means he was seized. Amen. By who? The local authorities and the law? No. He was seized by the king of kings. Amen. And the Bible says, and with him, the false prophet, which this is hell's trinity. We know heaven has its trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Hell has its trinity. They, it is Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet. The Antichrist is political. The false prophet will be the religious leader. And he'll be the one enforcing people to worship the Antichrist. And so the false prophets will seize as well. That wrote miracles before him. There it is. With which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. And them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Amen. Now that don't mean just a little while. That means forever. Amen. That was the day of destruction. And so they, they were thrown in the lake of fire, and the remnant were slain. That was the remnant of Satan's followers. They were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Amen. Amen. So the flesh of these people were eaten by the buzzards. Yep. And so then we could go on, and I still feel led to get into it tonight, but you go on and and then Christ's going to set up his thousand-year millennial reign. Satan's locked in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Christ sets up his kingdom. It's called the kingdom age, thousand-year millennial reign or kingdom age. There'll be That's the moment when Isaiah talked about it, Jeremiah talked about it, that we'll beat our swords into plowshares. We'll learn war no more. There'll be no war. There'll be nothing that'll... That'll, that'll cause division. There'll be nothing. I mean, it'll be perfect peace like this earth has never known. Satan's locked up for a thousand years. Now, here's the thing. He's going to be loose after that thousand years. And somebody said, well, why didn't God just keep him down there in that bottomless pit forever? Because here's the thing. There's going to be one more final attempt to destroy God and everything that is of God and Jesus' Son and you and I as the saints of God. When the thousand years is, is over and expired, the Bible says Satan will be loose. Now, those of us that were raptured out, and this is the glorious part of going out at the rapture to be saved now, is that we have glorified bodies. But there'll be people during the thousand years, there'll still be babies being born. There'll be people that came out of the great tribulation that were saved. They were saved, but they didn't have they don't have glorified bodies. So they continue on having children and marrying, and those children grow up. And so here's the thing. God's going to do one more test to see who is truly he is and who ain't. Because that thousand years, there'll be no sin, there'll be no temptation. There'll be nothing to tempt people. Even though they're born in their natural body and born in that, there's nothing to tempt them. And so when Satan is loose, well, let me just read it. <laughs> I want you to see it. Don't take my word for it. I want you to see it. And, and so uh, let, let me go through. Just start verse 1, Revelation 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Now, I think that's speaking literally. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, 
and Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season, meaning for a, a, a short time. Now we're not told how long, but we just told a season, a short time. Now we get to verse 4, and we see a picture of the saints, of God, the glorified saints, and then we see the tribulation saints, and then we see the Old Testament saints. And the Bible says, John said, I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them were the saints of God, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, the Antichrist, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they <coughs> lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. That's the kingdom age. And the Bible says, But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. That's the lost. That's those that didn't accept Christ as Savior. And so the Bible says this is the first resurrection. The first resurrection is the resurrection of the saints. Amen. Amen. And so there's a second resurrection coming. And so in verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. That's you and me that's Amen. been saved. Yeah. So bless, we're blessed tonight because we're going to have part in that first resurrection. And so he said, he said, On such the second death has no power. Praise God. Amen. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with them a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired or ended, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And here's what he's going to do when he comes forth. Now remember, there's glorified saints here during the thousand year kingdom reign. And then there's those tribulation saints that came out in their natural bodies. So time just keeps going on. Children have been born. And so Satan is loosed again. And the Bible says that he shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and, and Magog. And the Bible says, and, and, and Gog and Magog is the place where the first rebellion against God took place. This is going to be the last rebellion. And the Bible says to gather them together to battle. So they, they gather here at, at, at Jerusalem. And the Bible says, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And so, God and Magog really is just a symbol to represent those cities that came against God. And judgment fell on them, and it's going to happen again one day. And the Bible says, they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. So what happens is Satan is loose. And God allows him to move upon this earth at that time to deceive me because the glorified saints won't be deceived. But now some of those, and I'm not talking about the tribulation saints either. I'm talking about those that were born during the kingdom age. Satan is going to deceive them. And God is going to see one last time who is really his and who ain't. God has a way of weeding things out. And he has a way of proving and testing. And so Satan is loose. And, they, and, he, and at that time, Satan goes out. And he deceives those that were born and those that were living through the kingdom age. He deceives them. Remember, during that thousand year reign, there was no sin, no temptation. And so when Satan is loosed, he, he tempts them and they, he deceives them and they follow him. And so he leads them up to Jerusalem for one more little battle. 
But it ain't going to take God long. Amen. Oh, no. And the Bible says fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The armies of Satan. And it's at that moment, the Bible says, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast, the Antichrist, and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever. I want the devil to hear that tonight because there's a group of saints here that believes fully in the word of God because he may torment us here now. He may try to torture us here. He may try to steal, kill, and destroy. But there's a day coming Amen. Amen. when Satan is going to be tormented in the lake of fire forever. Hallelujah. And then comes the great white throne judgment, which is the second resurrection. God resurrects those that were dead, lost, and he brings them forth at the great white throne, and he judges them, and, and we get into it sometime, but at, at that moment, when God opens up the books, which I believe is the book of works, and then he opens up another book, which is the book, the book of life. Right. Because there's going to be folks there, and listen to me carefully, there's going to be folks there on that day that fully, was fully dedicated to working in the church. Amen. They were devoted to Sunday school. They were devoted to uh, Wednesday nights. They were <laughs> devoted to deacons meetings. They were, and, and I'm going to throw this in there. They preached. I ain't going to say the Bible, but they preached. Amen. <laughs> but they're going to stand there on that day. And God, Jesus, the righteous judge, is going to open the book, the book of life. Brother Tony has sung it a lot of times. And it's, that book of life is going to be a witness to them that their name was never written in that book. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be saying on that day, please search the book again. Yeah. I thought my name was that. That's why a think soul salvation, hope soul, maybe soul is not going to get you into the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus is going to open up the books. And that's why that's what Jesus meant in Matthew 7 when he said there'll be many on that day saying, Lord, Lord, yeah. didn't I cast out demons and do mighty miraculous works in yes, your name? Sir. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Yeah. And at that moment, the second death is going to take place and they're going to be cast into the lake of fire forever. Amen. Eternity. The second death is an eternal death. Yes. I mean, it chills me to the bone to think about dying without Jesus. Amen. And maybe that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Yes. Why I preach like I do. And trying to tell others that you're better away. Yes. And, and trying to tell folks in, in that that's a part of the church, you know, let's get encouraged. Let's get hooked up to this thing because there's some things that may come up on this earth right now that God is setting up and we need to be thankful because he's getting ready to take us out of here. Amen. 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 And so, you know, I, it chills me to the bone to think about dying without Jesus, without being saved. you got people, and it don't bother them at all, sit through church service after church service and be so callous and never be born again. They know the whole routine. They know the whole church scene. They know how to go in and raise their hands because everybody else is, but it's emotions. Yeah. But at the same time, they'll go right back out and gossip and talk about everybody else in the church. Yeah. Amen. Have you really Amen. got to be born again? You didn't get the same salvation I got. Amen. 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 Come on, somebody. Amen. Because when you get Jesus, 
different. Amen. Yeah. You'll Amen. talk different. Yeah. And it'll bother you to do those things. So it bothers me today. We've got people in the church that's not bearing the right kind of fruit. So maybe that's why I'm like I am and passionate about why I am. And I want people to know <coughs> that there's things that's coming from this earth. And if we're not hooked up to the right thing, and we're not plugged into the Holy Ghost and power. Amen. The fact of the matter is, we said it all year long last year. If you if you fail, and this was what was coming last year, you notice, you know, everything God showed us last year came to pass. Yes, sir. Everything. And you remember that God told us last year, if you fail now, you won't make it in the days to come. Amen. And that still stands today. But I've made up my mind I'm going to stand. Now, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not going to take a gun and just shoot myself in the head and wish death upon me. You know, I'm going to be smart. But at the end of the day, and it ain't about common sense. I'm tired of that baloney. Right. I, I got loose from that a long time ago. I, I, I can't even rely on my own common sense. That's of the natural mind. Man. What I'm trying to tell you tonight, we need to get spiritually minded. Right. And we need to listen to the voice of the Lord. And Diana said it earlier, and, and I, she don't know, but I had me on shouting ground, and she's right. This is no time to be lulled to sleep. Correct. Amen. 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 <laughs> no time to be lulled to sleep. And this is no time, and, and you know. I've got no time for drama in the church. I've got no time for divisions in the church and petty stuff that don't mean a hill of beans for nothing. Amen. This is not the aisle for that garbage. If you want that, go on with that stuff, find the church down the road somewhere. Somebody will accept you in that. But here we're not going to put up with that stuff because the times are serious. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, I, I just, I'm thankful tonight that I'm safe. Amen. Amen. Born again. Amen. And I want to take all I can get with me. Amen. Glory to God. Well, all right, let's turn to Ephesians 5. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go right ahead, brother. <laughs> Somebody want to testify. We'll go into this this week. I, I, really, I had no intention, even when I got up there, to get into that. But I, I want folks to understand where I am and the, the times we're living in. I'm passionate. And, uh, if you don't hear the truth, though, people are confused. That's right. And, and people today, you know, people need to understand, people don't study like they used to. People need to start getting in the Word of God and study. Don't rely on what the preacher says every time. Study to show thyself a proof. A workman that need not be ashamed of God, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And so people need to study and understand. And so people don't pray like they used to. And so, you know what happens to folks like that? They become wishy-washy. They become lukewarm. And so, and when trouble comes, they don't know how to go about it. They don't know how to handle it. And the fact of the matter is, there's only one simple way to handle it. And you're spiritually minded. And I'm not going to be spiritually minded until trouble comes and things happen. And then we have to think in the natural, what are we going to do? I'm talking about you stay locked in spiritually through the whole situation. And when you do that, you 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 have a you have a certain power that is within you that will get you through whatever it is you're going through. Now, see, I could preach that, and people know that's the truth. 
And then you've got people that'll get mad because you say something like that. Right, right. And it's ridiculous. And so, you know, I've been in this thing long enough to know, you know, you can get mad at me, whatever, or run me out, and whatever. You know what I'll do? Go somewhere where God wants me. And, and you can fuss at me, and I tell you, I, I just got to the place, if you corner me and try to jump on me about something I've said in the Bible, you better be locked and loaded with the Word of God before Amen. you do it. <laughs> right. there you go. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Because everything I say and everything I do is based on that Word of God. Amen. 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 Amen, brother. So that's just, I am what I am by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I love you folks, and you know that. And uh, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. We love you too. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it, it, you know, here's the fact of the matter. What irritates me is preachers that get up and tiptoe around everything. Yeah. And, you know, they don't love the people enough to tell them the whole truth and right. nothing but the truth. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'll pat on the back. I'll try to encourage and do all I can when it's the right time and the right season. But right now, Satan is doing all he can to work his way into the doors of this church. Oh, yeah. And I'm just telling you, I'm not going to have it. Yeah, right, man. I'm not coming against flesh and blood. I'm talking about coming against Satan and his kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it in my home. I'm not going to allow it into the place that God has put me in responsibility for over the flock. I'm not going to do it. And so the time is too dire. And uh, so... I've already been called crazy, so that's all. Have you? Uh -huh. Can you imagine that, Jackie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Oh, me too. I tell you, me that's too. all right. It goes in one ear I'm crazy for Jesus. Holy roller. Holy roller. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why I said the other day, I was told, uh, they called me charismatic guilty. Called me fanatic guilty. And now I know they somebody called me radical. I've never been called radical. <laughs> but I said, okay, I'm guilty. <laughs> and so, you know, I am. I'm holy, holy road. Holy road. You know, I just and 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 this church just uh, you folks just. I guess you'll never know unless you're with me 24 hours a day or through the long nights of prayer and tears that are shed. And, uh, of just how much I just love you folks. And I can't thank God enough for placing us in a place like this for a time such as this. When we Amen. came here, we had no idea what was coming in the last year. I had no idea I could see what was coming. If I'd, I, I thought a lot of times if I'd been somewhere else with some other congregation and done the exact same thing God had led us to do, they'd have probably been ready to hang me in. On the square somewhere. <laughs> Our little ship's still upright, though. You buy it, you buy it, and stronger than ever. Amen. Yeah. Right. We, we've had to lighten the load a little bit. Put some cargo over, but <laughs> we're still afloat. We're still, we're still up. Sailing on, and this ship sounds shall sail. Church is mighty. Amen. And I just see the church in a different way than a lot of folks out here see it. We're, we're a glorious church. It's in Ephesians 5. That's why I'm dying to get to it, but we wait. But, you know, when he comes back, he's coming back after a glorious church. Amen. Without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. And he's sifting it right now. Right now, before our very eyes. Because he sees 
who's hungry and who has that passion and zeal. And then when you've got a congregation like this, you know what God will do? He removes those things from that flock that's going to hold us back and hinder us. And, and, you know, I don't say those things to be hateful or ugly to people, but I'm just saying that's what God's doing. That don't mean we don't love people any less. I love everybody. I mean, people that's come against me, I love them maybe even more than I ever loved them. And, but at the same time, it is what it is. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, I mean, I'm looking for the Teddy over here. I can't tell him enough, man. I mean, he, he has blessed me more than he'll ever know. And I think about the prayers of his mama that's been, we've prayed here in Barclays and, and stayed up and prayed, I'm sure, nights. And now look, and, but but it's not over. There's more to be more to be done. But when you see Teddy, it's just, ooh. Amen. Just, <laughs> Talk about throwing somebody over, something overboard. I'm praise God that y'all let me come come aboard. <laughs> oh, well, praise be to God. Amen. Amen. He can pick you up and get out there drowning. If you want to get back on the boat, he'll get back on. That's right. That's right. This journey's not over yet. No. Hallelujah. All right, Brother David, you won't come. 